The best is yet to come, and baby, won't that be fine? The best is yet to come, and I don't know the lyrics to the rest. That's Will. <laughs> We've got our guest, Will Gunnell yes. from Gunnell Holmes. Our first guest that <laughs> yes. sang his own yes. intro. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. You may have started something. Oh, there. Will, you are awesome. I love you, dude. I love you. <laughs> So I got, I've got, I've got Mikey to the right of me, a slightly darker Mikey to the right of me, and I've got Carlito Man <laughs> well, I'm, to I'm the a... right of me, <laughs> and and to the right of me, I've got Will from Gunnell Renovations or uh, Homes. Gunnell Homes. <laughs> it's somebody, Willis. somebody does his homework before we start yeah. recording, I, and you know what? You'd figure I knew that already because <laughs> you just met him like two minutes ago. Yeah, no, no, actually, I, I just, you know. What he overwhelmed me with this song. I was like, what? caught me off guard. Like, caught yeah. me off guard. Usually Mike gets me off guard, but he totally got me off guard this time. <laughs> That's in the shower. That's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> and to the right of me, I have the one and only Manny from Hardcore Reynolds. And ooh, 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 we're going to be ooh. talking about uh, you. Will. Yeah. All right. We're gonna stay, we're gonna stay shut up and quiet. That's all we're no we're not. No, <laughs> we're not. We can't. We're interested. We're interested because you've got a very interesting story. So we go on uh, we're calling this one the military police contractor. Wait, wait a second. If I remember FPI. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hang on we'll get into that. You're rushing things. You are rushing things. Okay. Let's don't don't dive right in there, right? So why don't you uh why don't you give us a little lowdown on how you got started and uh, how you why contracting? How did you get into contracting from military and police? Because I didn't know how to do anything with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how I got into it. <laughs> I actually started volunteering. Uh, met a girl. It always starts that way. Man, oh, it always starts is, that yeah. way. Yeah? Usually ends that way. <laughs> yeah. But then you meet another girl. Yeah. <laughs> Met a girl. Uh, she's here. From, she's from Toronto, actually. Kind of came down to who's moving where, what was, what's happening. At the time, my military culture was coming to an end, and I was being, I was eligible for an early retirement in the police department. Naturally, I took it after a lo- very, very long distance relationship, four and a half years to be exact. Holy, that's <laughs> a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when I came here, I started volunteering with troubled youths. I didn't really want to. go Where back. were you coming from when you were police? You're police in the Bronx, New York City. Yeah, the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little. Different than Toronto, huh? Just a little bit. Tiny Just a little bit. bit. Okay. <laughs> One of the blocks in my precinct, which is the area that I grew up actually, was actually known as the heroin capital of New York City. Wow. Not wow. Yeah, it was, of New York. It was, of very, New York. it was very busy. It was very busy. Okay. We call it a busy house. That's all it is. Okay. It's a busy house. But anyways, um, the recruiters here, they wanted me to join the police department, but I wasn't, I was ready to hang out my uniform at that point. And I started just volunteering with kids until I figured things out. My wife owned a home at the time. It was an older home. And I realized that I didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> I, I always hired someone. I said, you know what? I'm putting all these kids through trade programs. Why don't I try it myself? So I literally got up very early one day for like about two, three weeks and just going job site to job site looking for someone that wanted to teach me. Just drove around town? I would just walk. Go to the entire. Oh, you walked, so you didn't have to find parking. (laughs) (laughs) 
fuck's sake. Somebody <laughs> had a hard time finding a parking spot today. An hour, dude. An hour. A fucking hour of driving around to meet your ass. This better be fucking interesting. <laughs> you know, Mikey, you could have I feel so it. special. <laughs> I'm joking. I love you, Will. I love you, buddy. So you're, you're walking around town, and you're just like going up to... Like commercial job sites? Every single residential project that I saw along the way. Did they give you those kinks in the, kink in the neck kind of looks at you? Like, what the hell are you... They looked at me like if I had three heads. Really, huh? Like, what the hell are you doing Nobody here? Nobody does this? Oh, three-headed monster. I assume back in the day, like way, way back, that a lot of guys would have did this looking for work. They would have just walked around looking for work, no? It wasn't my experience. I, <laughs> Typically I, in Toronto, you can't <laughs> find anyone looking for work. Man. <laughs> yeah. It, they, I, I got nothing but rejection everywhere I went. Actually, nobody would help. No one will help. No one will help. I don't know if they, I don't know. I, I can't speak for them. I don't know if there was a bit of a threat. They didn't know what to do with someone in my situation. I think, I think it has something to do with a bit of a threat. But, but you, but you had a, you had a little bit of a background with the trades because you were putting the kids through it, right? Through with the kids. I was actually learning with the kids, believe it or not. Whatever they were learning, they would come back to the program and kind of speak about it and I said okay you know then I started kind of watching videos and I'm like okay this is something I really want to do and that's what prompted the interest to walk around and start looking those those kids aren't working for you now are they (laughs) (laughs) you know what the sad thing is a lot of them fall victim to the system and everything else so hence why I was there to begin with needless to say they something they sparked something in me which I'm very 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 thankful how long ago was that that would have been um, you're taking me back, Manny. Um, this is now. Hey, the two, older we hey, get, the more we gotta keep track of when things this happen. Is, two this years is, ago. This is about eight, eight years. Eight ago. years ago. Eight years ago. About Something eight. like that. Yeah. So you yeah. were like eight. You're how? You're how old are you, man? You look like you're. Hang 20. on. We go through this all the time. <laughs> First off, Carlito's the oldest. Okay. I'm yeah, always the oldest. <laughs> so are you younger than him? I'm how, pointing how at Mike. You? Yeah. How old are you, Mike? I'm 32. No, you're not. <laughs> he can never keep it. 39, man. 36. You're oh, 36? Oh, we're the fucking youngest here. No, wait, 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 wait. Maybe I'm going to be 37? Anyone. Anyone. Yeah, you're 36. Okay, I'm 78. Okay. Okay. He's so, well, at, at, at any point, there was no point that you wanted to get into construction because you're trying to save some money? Not at all. It was just... Pure interest. There was so much, again, in an What was home, it that you were fascinated about? My uncles growing up, they were carpenters okay. in the Dominican Republic. And I was always drawn to the fact that they knew how to do shit. Like, they just built something out of nothing. At the time, believe it or not, and it goes with society today, at the time, that wasn't a profession you wanted to follow. Because everyone became a doctor. Everyone became a lawyer. Um, especially in the Dominican Republic, because that's the, in the only... Wait, in the, in the Dominican, in the that's Dominican. how... Really? Yeah, yeah, That's the same thing here. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> everyone true. tries to go for the title. They try, They think that there's more money in that. Well, you know that as contractors, we are doctors. We are. Uh, Absolutely. Very good point House there, Carlito. Uh, yes, doctor. <laughs> yes, doctor. <laughs> doctor. Doctor. Uh, uh, Will, I concur. I need a wrench. Stat. I, I Super concur, stat. <laughs> Screwdriver. We're losing them. We're losing them. Yeah. No. So it wasn't something that you sought after. The interest kind of stayed in me. Yeah. But because of society and everything else like that, I never really pursued it because everyone said, "Get something secure. Get something safe." So hence why the military, the police department, because it kind of automatically elevates you to a middle class status. 
Is it job security and everything like that? But I'd say whoa, whoa, wait, bullshit. Wait. First of all, <laughs> middle class has more fun. <laughs> but but you skipped over a big thing. Like for yes. me, I love the military. So like yeah. you didn't you kind of got away from the military. Like it wasn't that something that brought you into construction? No, because in the military, um, not not to get into specifics or anything like that. I was essentially part of a grunt unit, okay. which you know we hit the ground running. Um, Within that, I I moved around quite a bit, did a little bit of intel, did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it not necessarily, I didn't deal a lot with the engineers that, that were there or anything like that. Uh, I was always fascinated by the work they did. Again, back to my childhood, society still at that point dictated what I did and how I even thought at, at the time being. What was the be shift between like from military to police? It's, the police department is a paramilitary organization. Also, they like to say, and, okay. you know, and not to bash anyone or anything like that, but they say that they have the same brotherhood and everything else like that. And it's not quite the case. Um, there's a lot more individuals in the police department, whereas in the military, you're a unit. You're, you it. move as one. Got it. Uh, they, for a civilian organization, they do the best, I think, at replicating some of that. But nonetheless, there's a lot of individualism. So <clears throat> military, police, meet a girl. Meet a girl. Yeah. Long you know distance. what? Life always changes when you meet the woman. Yeah. The right woman. Right. I, I was going to say, right Absolutely. or wrong woman, uh, life yeah. always changes. That's true. And behind yeah. a good man, there's always a good woman. A better woman. <laughs> <laughs> behind Manny, there's always Mike. <laughs> As Mike is kissing Manny. No, no, no. Manny's making anyways. Suggestions that you're... So, it's a podcast. We have no video yeah. on here. Exactly. None of us can prove any of this shit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, so you met the girl, but then the girl. so yeah. you come up to Canada. I lost my question because well, you got on this whole no, no. He, thing. He, no, was, okay. he was helping. Yeah. He was helping uh, youths out. Yep. yep, getting them in the trade business. It sounded like you know you got inspired by the people that you were trying to inspire. I did because you know it was interesting for me the the mentality at that point. The city of Toronto said, "Hey, you know what? If these kids are not going to go to school, let's give them a trade so that they can be productive members of society." I didn't quite like the language at the time, but okay. nonetheless, I understood it. Productive members of society. That's something like you use at a rehab or when you're going for parole, when you're in jail or something like that. So was it co-op? It was, part, it was similar to co-op. Not quite because it was special programs that they were putting them into that they, there was no schooling required and there was huge grants for it and everything else like that, which obviously helped. Here's and it a, was a way to just keep them busy. Here's a question for you, Will. True. What if she went down to New York instead of you coming up to Toronto? It, it wouldn't have happened only because she has kids from a previous marriage. Got it. So I was the free bird that to go way. down. Yeah. I was just thinking, what if she went down yeah. there? Would you have still gotten the bug to get into contracting? Not at all. Not mm. at all. At all. A hundred percent. Not. I'm not at trying all. to. No, no, no. Taint your marriage. Living <laughs> in a concrete in a concrete jungle. I mean. Kudos to the guys that are contractors in New York City, but the reality is everyone lives in condos for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. You gotta go outside of the city to get a house. So everything is done for you. Like yeah, there's yeah. there's no you see the construction workers and you're like, okay, you know, usually. But there's some nice high end condos with some really nice finishes inside. Uh, there still are, a lot yeah. of structural. And, and lots of zeros. Yeah, yeah. yeah lots, lots of zeros. Lots of zeros. <laughs> lots of zeros. Well, you know, Toronto will be the next New York. Yeah. We're headed that way. So you yeah, didn't go absolutely. far from New York. No. You're just going to the new New York. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that was my question. Where did the FBI fit in here? 
So, <laughs> were, were they following you? <laughs> is your name Will Gunnell? <laughs> Are you a contractor? Once, this so, isn't a podcast. This is a whole lie detector yeah. test. <laughs> Once I, uh, I, I was a military man when I was in. I, I, I could have been a lifer. And once I was overseas, you, you kind of meet certain groups and one thing kind of begets another and you meet the special op team and you meet like all the, uh, for lack of a better word, for layman's term, kind of like the mercenary group and everything like that. Blackwater and all those guys. I like where this is going. And, uh, <laughs> it, you know, when you compare salaries, it's kind of like, eh, okay, I get it. Really? And, um, you know, it was very, very appealing. And they they wanted me. They I had certain clearances and certain training and everything else that they oh, really, wow. was, they really wanted. So after this podcast, can I learn some of those? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my name is John Smith. <laughs> if anybody's listening, <laughs> I'm telling you, had I not met my wife, I would have been a career guy because I was in a way the the perfect candidate. I didn't have any not no real family ties other than you know, faraway family and stuff like that. My immediate family was very small and very detached. So, you know. I, he, I feel like we're the FBI interviewing him right now <laughs> and he's trying not to tell us he has family. Yeah. <laughs> John Smith here has nothing to do with the FBI, okay? <laughs> if anything, is just a Croatian police listening. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's pretty interesting. But then you get up here and, and you start helping out the youths and then you get into the bug of construction so we wanted to because we got sidetracked a tiny bit nobody would help you you go to all these job sites and no nobody would give me. you the time of day huh? the amount of refusal be, thank god i'm not this kind of person but the amount of refusal that i got was enough to discourage most people actually dude i, I would have got so. you working if you walked into my job site <laughs> I would have like, same, same, with me. same with me yeah. i always say to myself my god if i had another me at that point yeah, Maybe good, good luck. Spot. I see the same thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> if let's, I, let's I said if I had 10 mirrors. of me, I could retire right now. <laughs> yeah. Tons and tons of rejection. And, you know, it was, I think, the third week or so that I finally found a builder that he, he must have seen the worst sucker on my forehead. <laughs> and he says, okay, sure. I'll teach you. Let you in? Yeah. <laughs> he let me in. He let me in. Granted, it was the most grunt work that you could ever do. You didn't I, mind. I don't mind it. That's where you learn. You want to learn. Right from the bottom. Yeah. 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 So was Pretty your amazing. wife was your wife into construction at all or real estate or anything? She's the most uh, sorry, babe. She's the most prissy. <laughs> we don't have to get into this. We don't have to dive person you could ever meet. She <laughs> she works in advertising and you know, office gig, you know, coffee one hand. Oh, like, somebody's gonna like, get in trouble. No clue whatsoever. However, she did lots of encouragement. She says, you know what? If you really want to do this, go for it. Good. Go for That's it. good and to hear. It was, you know, I needed that because, again, society didn't see it as, at least in my opinion, didn't see construction as, again, something, let's make him a productive member of society. <laughs> like, uh, bullshit. Like if it was a sort of felon <laughs> or something. We don't all have criminal records, you know, and even if somebody does, that doesn't mean that that defines who they are today. Speak for yourself. Well. So. <laughs> 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 I've been pardoned. <laughs> oh, Dude, me and you were seeing eye to eye, man. I got no criminal records. I'm good, man. It's all good. Oh, is that Mike there? Yeah, now he's talking. Way, yeah. <laughs> Once you know I travel, everything's clear. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two passports, by the way, okay? Just leave it out of that. <laughs> when I started, for two months straight, I was digging. I was digging footings for a massive home, and 
to the point that I got carpal tunnel in my hands and that, that wasn't going to deter me. I was focused. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew what I wanted to do. But nice so. shoulders and triceps and forearms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're talking about physique. well here, right? Great physique. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, next to the wife bringing you here or wanting to be with her, was there anything else that drew you to Canada? Because uh, it's obviously that you were in the States for I the majority was, of your life. I was well, next the, to Dominican, yeah, right? I was the stereotypical American. Where what exactly does that mean? And we don't want to upset no, any Americans being, that are listening. You know, I'm being quite honest. Uh, I I thought it was igloos and polar bears. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You should see the casing I've got on my igloo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, it's sad because you know, I, I have kids, obviously. And they tell me their curriculum. They're like, oh, we learned this about the States. You know, did you know that in this, you know, there was this war? And then there was this. And they know almost as much as the States as I do. Where going through the school system in the U.S., there's, you know, neighbors to the north. That's the same way neighbors to the south. And you learn very little about either. That's it. Huh? Wow. Neighbors to the so, north and neighbors to the south. That's it. I guess everyone likes Eskimos down there. <laughs> <laughs> or Eskimo pies. <laughs> oh, we're on the verge of getting a little political here. <laughs> I didn't mean that kind. <laughs> So eight years ago, lost. you get into construction and you're digging and digging. grunt and working. Yeah. And then how do you get into these luxury homes? I came through the ranks with that one company um, with a lot of fight. I fought for everything that I did. Because you proved yourself. Exactly. Yeah. They, they didn't think because I didn't have the time that they thought or deemed necessary to do that job. I literally had to fight to at every stage of the way. So then what ended up happening is that um, we lost a pregnancy and um, the owner of the company at the time, he, when I came back, cause I needed to come back just for mental stability. I, yeah. It was just consuming me. So when I came back, he says, well, we need to talk. And I said, sure, not a problem. So the first words out of his mouth is actually, uh, I lose too much money when you're not here. So I said, wow, great. Um, if those are the first words out of your mouth, there's a bigger conversation to be had. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'll give you to the end of the week because I know you're in a jam and I'm gone. Is this the same guy that gave you the opportunity? The same guy. Wow. Same guy. So you had to fight for position through yep. all the guys that he had already hired. Exactly. Prove yourself. Yep. And even you had to go above and beyond the Absolutely. rest of the guys that were there to prove yep. to them that this was, you cared more than they did Absolutely. for him to see the difference the problem with him was and again i try not to speak badly about anybody but he's very money driven i was the guy that when they were falling behind on a project i was brought in to speed it up i was fast i was naturally fast i learned from his foreman which uh, was very fast so i learned the speed from him and then i learned the skill from everybody else and as well as videos and everything else that i saw so you don't think the military helped at all like you know being a cop Mindset. or in the yeah. military it, it, it prepares you mentally uh, one thing that i find with the military and this is something that not a lot of people will actually speak about is that the military of sorts is an authoritative kind of uh, training where it's like you're told what to do how to do it how fast to do it and everything else like that so if you if some some of that is not already in you it's not really gonna stick and the reason why I say that is because a lot of times you find guys that were in the military and once they come out, they end up being overweight or they become, you know, aside from all the mental illness, which we all know that's a real thing. I've gone through my share fair of it. Outside of all of that, if it's not in you, it's almost like a kid 
where you tell your kids, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. They may do it when you're around, but the minute you turn around, they're not going to do, do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing with the military. My I wife up, does the same thing to me. <laughs> I grew up in a very... In a military very position? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, one of my favorite positions. <laughs> I grew up in a very strict household. And my grandfather, who's more my father than anybody else, was very strict. I once got a beating because... He called. Oh, hang me. on a sec. Who's who got beat as a kid? If I, I looked at my father we, the wrong way, yeah, I got yeah, yeah. No, We were just talking about this last week where we Did, came up from a certain kind of household. My it's dad threw a freaking pool cue at me like a javelin okay. and it went right through the fucking We drywall. don't need to go into you're, court you're documents, across, right? You're across the table from a police officer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, could, I could tell I you stories. I could Listen, tell you I'm stories, Portuguese man. and there's belts and yeah. there's pieces of wood and there's Mom spoons. The and then when they break the spoon, yeah. they get upset at you because the Manny. spoon broke from yeah. hitting you. Ask him how I learned how to swim. I don't want to know this. Throw him in the lake. I don't want to know this. Let him swim. I don't want to know this. Okay, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no worries. Again, Growing up, I once got a beating just because Dominican culture, when somebody older than you calls you, sir, man, and all of that, because I said yes. Wow. <laughs> you win. I said yes. Wow. I said, Willie, my childhood nickname. I said, yes. And I knew it was my grandfather, but I, did, I, I wasn't thinking or something. And I said, yeah, I got a beating just for that. Wow. <laughs> but I said so, yes. So in the military, it was a joke to me. And the, I mean, the, the discipline and everything else, because I already had it coming up. I was the type of kid growing up that I would go out and, at the time, I couldn't even afford it. It was the gap. I would go to the gap, undo the racks so I could learn how to refold it again. The way, the way that they did it, the way that they did it. And so the military was nothing to me when the sense that, you know, all my my stuff was always, you know, on point. Everything was always folded nicely because it was already in me. Yeah. So, again... They teach you and they can enhance what you already know. But if it's not in you, it's just like a strict parent where you listen to them to get by. And then it's kind of like, eh, OK. Yeah. Do you, do you transfer that onto your job sites with your guys? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I had I had amazing, amazing role models and amazing leaders in the military. I To this day, I've studied a lot of leadership styles and everything like that. And I always end up coming back to the military. For a long time, I fought it where... Because I, I had a lot of PTSD and I always said, you know, I need to keep what happened there, there and what happened in the police force there because no one understands. Like I would talk about, OK, a shooting or a gunfight or something and no wow. one can relate. So yeah. it's like, you know, the people that want to know, I'll talk about it. But the reality is the connection is not there. Like anyone that's been through, I can just look in their eyes and they don't even have to tell the story. Yeah. So <laughs> for a long time, I kept everything separate, like the whole life. It's almost like. The military, the police didn't even exist to a certain degree because that's how far back I kept it. But then as, as once I, I didn't even get into this, but once I started running my own business, naturally a lot of those things started coming out. And I'm like, wait a second, like this, I did this in the military. Maybe there's, I can actually use this part or, okay. So little by little, I actually started bringing back and everything kind of started coming back full circle where for the first time in my life, in my life, I was actually able to bring, and this is the beauty of construction. This is the part that no one talks about. It's the, how colorful we are. 
Yeah. And I'm not just talking about skin color. It's like every single background <laughs> that everybody did yeah. is what makes the construction industry what it is today. Yep. So in my case, I was able to bring the the team building, building of every person and just the way that I operate into my own business. So it, it was a blessing. It well, was it's not just a, a business. You like you're one of you're one of the better guys. Like you're one of the real guys that really care. Oh, I mean, that's why that's why you're here. You're making a difference. We only talk to guys who care. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's what I'm leading to. Is like uh, the, the <laughs> truth is, is everything you do in your house uh, in the houses that you build, you really care about. And, really and, and a lot of I guys really don't. Do. Yeah. I really so do. how many houses are you building at one time right now? I do no more than three at any given point. Right now, I have two on the go, um, just because. One of them is my personal, and I found out. You no, know, one thing I learned is I will never <laughs> build or renovate my own personal home ever again. <laughs> how's, your, how's your wife doing with that one? Well, uh, she. Or is it more <laughs> you? There we go. Or is it more you? It's, it's a sore. It's a sore spot. It's a sore spot. But the one thing I realized is I actually care more. Sadly, I care more for clients' home. Really? Well, I do. I, you know, I, 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 I can agree to that. My I, house is. I do. It's like I don't think it, it's it, that you 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 know. appreciate the, the client's house more. It's just that your house can always wait. Yeah, that's, that's exactly just it. it. Yeah. That's just it. And and it's also the fact that I almost find myself that I have too much information, and because there's so many emotions attached to it. I find myself that I, it renders me useless in a way where it's like, okay, but wait, no, I could do this automation system. Or what if I go with that? And it's like, but my wife is not going to like it, so I can't really go there. So. <laughs> my house, renovation-wise, is strictly experiments. <laughs> Try everything in my house. If it works, then I'll take Doctor, it off. No, it's true. I'm like, with you there. One I'm post is there. different from the yeah. other. He's got like three different ground moldings. I'm like, whatever Which was left on the job. Which one are you choosing? He's like, well, I haven't really put my money. Like, I think maybe that one. <laughs> I I, yeah. I can understand that. Do you, do you have a do you have a designer on your house? I actually I it got to the point that I actually had to call in my designers and said, listen, I, I can't even make a single decision here. Wow. I have too many emotions and and everything else. That, so I had to call her in for for help. And I said, just manage it. I want to know nothing. Deal with my wife. Really? Did the, yeah. did the designer take any pressure off the relationship? She did. She wow. did. She really did. You so, know what? It, for the first time. Because up until that point, I have to say, I honestly have to say, it gave me a greater, not that I didn't before, but it gave me an even greater appreciation for my clients. Because now I understood the husband and wife dynamic that goes into a renovation. I find that entertaining. Um, I just find <laughs> it but so now, entertaining. now I'm in the driver's seat of that. Where See, before, I, I haven't been there yet. Where before I was always, we're always spectators, right? We're always spectators. And as professionals, we keep you know our opinions and everything else to ourselves. But Oh, not but, me. <laughs> no, 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 not you. <laughs> but for the first time, I'm in it. I'm the one going through it. So now it was just, um, anyways, it was a big eye opener. It was a big cool. eye opener. Now you didn't, you didn't find that with everything that you've learned over the last few years, and we we've talked about this. Me being in 30 years, you nine, you 15. It really doesn't matter how many years you're in it. You you no. can if you're open minded and you're a fast learner, you can learn it all, and that, you can do it all. Yes, but that wasn't always my mentality because this is when the military kind of. Um, messed me up in the sense, and I, sorry guys, running military person out there listening, I don't mean it that way, but you'll, you'll understand. In the military, they teach you so well. They really do. 
uh, they grind things in you, you do things over and over and over until you actually get perfection. Bringing that mentality now into construction, for the longest time, my wife was the biggest supporter of my decision and everything that went along with it. She said, babe, you're ready to do your own thing. And I said, no, I'm not. I need to go to school. I need to get this certification and that certification. Nah. And I need this accreditation and nah. this and that. And I held myself back longer than I should have because I, that's the way that I thought that things needed to operate. Yeah, I've, I learned a long time ago, uh, use other people's education and their abilities to you organize or yeah. myself organize a group of people that have all those courses or right. certifications and make them do what I need to do. And not just that. And, and this, this, there's a lot to be said of people that go through trial and error because I, I did benefit from a lot of the mishaps and mistakes that other contractors did. So I use that to my advantage. Um, and I, I also met a lot of scholarly contractors. Quite frankly, some of them were even doing things wrong. And I said, okay, so now I know that that's not really well, the that's, case. That, I come from the school where it's just because you went to school doesn't mean that you're that's better at it. That's well, you're only as good as the work that you're doing today. Yeah, that's yeah. all. But but enough, really curious for myself, and I mean, you don't, this is probably a little bit prying into your, into your financial, probably. but uh, you know, you need money to run a business, you need money to start building your own homes. How did you find that source or how can you help them find their dreams and motivate them to, to find well, that for source? For those who don't know you, I mean, you're doing more expensive homes, like yes. upper luxury homes, right? 10,000 square feet plus. Yeah. 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 So it's like, how do you all of a sudden just drop into that kind of market? Because that is a little bit of a niche market. It was, it's a huge jump. It was a big jump. And to backtrack on your question, because when it comes, I'm kind of glad that you brought up the financials, because that's something that doesn't generally come up a lot in contractor conversations. We talk about it amongst ourselves, but not to the general public. For me to venture into what I did, leave a complete career to the side and everything else with a family, a young family, because now obviously my wife's kids are my kids. It, it was a financial hit. Luckily, my wife at the time had the salary to kind of do that. And I do get a pension and everything else from the state. So there was a little bit of leeway there. So I was very fortunate that when, where I had the freedom to be able to explore a little bit like that. What ended up happening is I went on my own and had this one project that almost broke me which is the tiniest bathroom ever. It's but, always uh, the little bathrooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But before that, I actually used to work for a developer, an international developer, and I actually did his own personal home, which ended up being um, 18,600 and something square feet. Wow. Um, Holy shit. And Holy big, cow. big, big, big. And this is why I do the, the things that I do, because he took a chance on me. That was, that was your first... That was my first 18,000 square that feet. That was my first house. And, and, yeah, and, wow. and it's just but that, that, that was the same with me. Is I still question to this day the, the couple that hired me for the very first time. It was like, I don't know what the fuck I said or what I did, right, but right. I convinced them in a way that they said, okay, we'll take a chance on you who's never built a house before. Yep. And then you do it. And I, I think it might have something to do with me always telling them, I've got everything to gain. And I got everything to lose. I mean, I got to behave here. I got to yeah. give you exactly plus. But I think you're underselling yourself, Manny. And, and I, I, not knowing the story or anything like that, I'll, I'll go back a little bit into what this gentleman saw in me at the time. And it's, I, the interaction started because he saw me sweeping. And he said, you know what? The way you sweep, how methodical you are with the way you sweep makes me think about me when I was a kid. 
And I said, awesome, cool. You know, here's this big shot that yeah. I was too shy to really speak to at the yeah. time. But nonetheless, uh, it opened the door. After that, I said, listen, I would love for you to mentor me because you're very successful. And not that I want your wealth, I want your knowledge. And through conversations, he got to know me a little bit better. He took the chance on me, 100% took the chance on me, not being at the caliber that he, and again, before, before that, he had hired yeah. um, the top guys, like the top <coughs> project managers and everything like that, and nothing worked out. And then he takes this kid, relatively speaking, and he says, I want to give you the chance. And, and I would fight him along the way. I said, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like, I don't have 20. He felt you were ready, though? He did. Really? I, well, he, he would know. I, I he would, would know. He would know. He yeah. would know. But I said to him, I, I don't have 20 years on the job. Like, I don't have this training or that. But he says, no, I want you to do it. I You're a great you manager. He probably saw that in you. <sighs> I, you I, know, I learned a long time ago, you don't need to know a, a product to be able to sell it yes. or put a team together to make no. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just need to be really good at organizing people. <clears throat> he liked uh, the attention that I put into everything. And uh, to your point, um, yes, they took a chance on you. They might have taken a chance on you. But the reality is, is that they saw the one gift that I have that I actually learned from him is the ability to see beyond people's uh, ability of what they think of themselves. And I, I, I really learned this from him. Yeah. So I always take my guys and I said, okay, I see you at this level and I'm going to push you until you make it to this level. And I think that that couple saw beyond your situation. Mm -hmm. they, they saw, they were the for sure, there was a characteristic that they saw or something in your person which we probably all know and see today because the reality is you're just a more knowledgeable person than you were so many years ago but all the same traits and everything he's else he's talking about they me were man all there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh, okay. again, now, now but, he's but, talking but, about but john will. smith okay <laughs> but, but will uh, so really no what, no what will, i keep, what keep I get, the hundred dollars man he gave you what, what i what i get from this is your first opportunity never came from a homeowner your no. first opportunity came from a builder yes and that's where the that math is different lot. that's where the math is different for me i was always always looking for someone that owned a home that wanted a renovation yes. and i stayed in that where you went right to the top and skipped that yes and you found someone that actually saw something in you yes. and you proved it to them yes so in between money, in between learning, in between building, where's the time? Because we all know anyone in renovations, you're a builder, I'm in renovations, we're this, really the same animal, just different, different end had, of the business. I had no life. I okay, no, so I do you still have time have. now? So right now... So for eight years you had no yeah. life, or like for, for the beginning of it? Yeah, so backtracking just a bit. So that house took us three years to finish it. 18,000. How did you eight. carry yourself on that? I, it was a bit of a financial hit. I'm not going to lie because for a lot of things, I didn't know how to price things properly. Yep, you learn. So, yeah, and learn. I learned, I, boy, that I learned. You bought a lot boy, of tools, huh? I, learned. I did, I did. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, well, wait a second. I have to ask this. Are, are you, uh, what color tool? Oh man are you? my goodness. No. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Will. Okay, fine. Do it. Do, do a real quick speed round on tools here. All right. Will, what's your favorite tool? Uh, just say yellow. Just say yellow, okay? Black and yellow, black and yellow. I'm blue. There are preferences. Blue, 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 blue. There are preferences. There's preferences there. But um, needless to say, backtracking to your, your conversation, um, huge learning curve. I had the world was my oyster at that point. 
because again, like he, there was talks of flying me out to all these different countries to build and everything like that. Wow. For him. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause he was, he had huge developments in Dubai and Costa Rica and all over the place. Whoa. Hmm. Huge opportunity. Wow. Is he looking well, for anyone else right now? <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, and, uh, tomorrow. What is his name? <laughs> tomorrow and, morning, I'm going to be walking around. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is I wanted something of my own. I, I, after going, being in it and because I, I, I wanted, not that I wanted control, but I wanted to have an impact. Somebody said, I did that on my own name and everything else. So when I left, I literally had to start from the bottom. So back to your conversation, like, yes, I had that initial opportunity, but then I had to fall back to that one small bathroom. That was my first job on my own, which again, it was like less, I don't even know. It was like 60 square feet. That's or really like funny. That. You're going from 18,000 yeah, square yeah, feet yeah. to a hundred. But you know what? <laughs> it's I, always I, that I, small bathroom. It always costs a fortune. I, I don't want to say that I'm not a prideful dude, but the reality is certain things happen in life where you, your pride gets tested. And that was certainly one of them because it nearly broke me. <laughs> the tiniest bathroom almost broke me. And again, big financial hit because I came from, not that I wasn't making or not that I didn't break even during that house or anything like that, but I, I lost even more money during the smaller job. And here I am starting and I'm like- But you're learning that? though. I'm learning. I've, I've I'm lost learning. as well too, but I learned. I learned a lot. Absolutely. Whack, right? so, so losing every day. From there- Well, you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Carlito, to answer your question, from there, I started getting more small jobs, but because- that big house was part of my resume. People that would otherwise would never consider me. If I can do an 18,000 plus square foot home, I can do a 10,000. I can do a 12,000. So that's how things started kind of coming. I can't even imagine the steps on an 18,000 square foot. I mean, the house here, I'm doing about an average of 15,000 steps a day. Do you find yourself on the tools a lot or are you overseeing more? Overseeing like more. Quality. Overseeing more. Attention to detail. What I find is that the, long, the more you are, and this is my experience, everyone's different. Everyone's capabilities are different. What I find is that the longer that I'm on the tools, the more that I miss. Because I'm so focused on, you know, getting that miter or getting that measurement done properly that you know john and bob are over there you know doing something that i can catch before they even do it so uh, i i sadly i kind of been off the tools for quite some time now so are they your guys or are you subbing i sub everything same guys always these are the same guys i love subs yeah mm -hmm. these are the same guys you know like manny blt these are the well, same guys that i started <laughs> from way back when well listen one of the things we keep making jokes about but it's serious and even where how your story started and how it maybe all of our stories started yeah. is we're that one guy that someone like us really wants but can never find and yeah. we end up in our own business running our own company and the only way to get that kind of pride or that kind of work uh, workmanship is to hire someone yeah that's the next step though like I, i'm in the same boat you guys are eventually going to be in that boat yeah. we're all going to be rowing right but yeah, so it's yeah. just like you have to do it that way we can't do everything you shouldn't do everything no Plus, i agree we should be passing it on and i mean yeah. i would love for just fate to have a kid come onto your job site and go i'm looking for a job and just have that wow. same scenario right and then you pass that on. I'm, I'm itching yeah. to pass on the stuff that I know. I, right? I got to say, and itching th thank pass you. That on? <laughs> <laughs> Please keep it to yourself. And I'm excited <laughs> to teach other people. I, I got to say, um, I don't, I don't get that same. And thank you for introducing me to social media the way you have, 
Um, I don't know shit about that. (laughs) (laughs) But what I find is I get more and more interest of the younger guys coming in the industry. They say, hey, you know, thank you for the message. And generally don't like doing this, but I've actually opened my doors more and more to say, okay, shadow me for a day. Why don't you like it, like doing it? I I thought you would. Because I like to teach. I like to teach a lot. Yeah. And I everything I do is about teaching, but what ends up happening is that now when I'm walking through site, I'm in my own head. I there's yep. a, I'm in the I, same. I'm, I'm looking yep. around. Yep. So now when I have to stop, point something out that I'm seeing. You pull it, out of it. You pull out, out of it. it a bit. So yeah. um generally speaking, I, I, I pick and choose how and, and if I do that. But lately I've been doing a little bit more of that. I'm the same way and then try to give a kid a, a shot and then all of a sudden if they just start fucking up after fucking up. But I I just yeah. kinda Yeah. It, it is a Gotta challenge. Have that talk. It so, is, is so how sure. how how is the is the world with building large homes? Is there a lot of competition? Um, do you find it more I, enjoyable? How do you find the customers are better? Yeah. Right, sorry, too many questions. Yeah. No, no. From me no. and you, I don't know about no. parking attendant boy here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? That fucking asshole got the parking right in front of his door. You know? We've got the doors open for the first time and because it's such a lovely around. day, and, and Mikey's just looking at parking spots that are available now. <laughs> So following following hour. the small jobs, uh, again, to answer, I'll try to answer all your questions in one sec. I was doing uh, an addition over a garage and was doing it. It wasn't the world's biggest job or anything like that. But we, you know, we do the same thing in every job that we go to. And towards the end, um, this lady pops by and she says, hey, I have some drawings that I would like for you to, to build a home. And I said, okay, sure, not a problem. That's me. I met with them. It ended up being... Um, a fairly sizable addition. It was like a 6,000 plus square foot addition. And I said, okay, awesome. But with that conversation, they saw me working every day. And on top of that, once they... People love people hands-on. Yeah, yeah. So once they saw what I was capable <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what? Man, he puts his hand up and says, stop. <laughs> Not everybody likes people hands-on. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> Are we talking about the TV network? I don't know what we're talking about here. Sorry. Uh, so anyways, once they see the resume and everything else, okay, you know, if he can manage that, he can manage this. And... From there, it's just a matter of I've been a hundred. I've been very fortunate. It's been a hundred percent kind of word of mouth. They'll see a sign somewhere. Best businesses wow. are. Wow. They'll see my sign somewhere and they say, "Hey, I want this guy to." But they'll see you and they'll see your crew, which is a reflection of yes. you. They'll yeah. see your signage. They'll see yeah. that the job yeah. site's clean. They'll see. Yeah. They'll see all these breadcrumbs. It's really, take, really important. I, I spend a lot of time. One of my my biggest pet peeves are for you, Mikey, and not that you parking. Do it, but, <laughs> it's uh cigarette butts oh i, I can't stand uh, cigarette butts yeah. and coffee cups wow two me too my big pet peeve me too Ugh. yeah uh, whatever Mike, too. mikey's more about the bucket that goes from orange to brown mm. <laughs> sure whatever you say there buddy uh yeah no that, I'm, I'm the same way man i don't like seeing cigarette butts everywhere yeah. and uh you got to keep it clean obviously yeah but so. to man, then manny to answer your question so um with with a lot of people are being more conservative in the way that they build and they want to be more energy efficient so I, I built myself a bit of a niche where I build ICF. For those of you that don't know, it's insulated concrete forms. When it comes to that, 
there's not there aren't a lot of builders that that are, do it that way that do it that way a lot of people are doing a lot of i actually met funny enough and, and i must say this i i met with a really big uh, architect uh, a few days ago and he was trying to coerce the clients not to build icf this is and why and why was that well they threw a number out there they said we've built over 1600 houses and out of that maybe five there's been a combination of foundations and or fold to the roof icf and i'm like really because my number is more of the opposite where every single one of my homes has been icf so and it became this thing it kind of really gave me a lot of insight that so we started talking through it and they said what has been your experience why are you so against it mm -hmm. well you know we have blowouts we have this and i was like well this is the difference between experience and inexperience or, or cheating yourself on forming yeah so, you still have to put forms yeah, up yeah so an inexperienced icf builder yeah there are tons of mistakes i have the benefit of having a really senior icf foundation guy where this guy he worked with ambic for many years actually made ambic i actually have a certification is. for icf for them yeah yeah i took the so week why was this architect so concerned he's not going to be on site it was all school thinking Nothing but old school. Well, yeah, because A, B, C, D, this is how I build a house. This is it. So and, you now know, you know, you're so giving... The, the interest, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off, but this was so funny to me because they're constant. This is like their technology guy yeah. within the firm, right? So he's like, well, you know, but this is code. This is code. And I'm like, really? Okay, good. Because <laughs> the reality is code means nothing, nothing. to me. The reality is houses that I built a long time ago... Not only do they meet current code, anything that's been updated, yeah. but they super pass it. So it's like, <laughs> what are you telling me by that? Yeah. It, it means nothing to me. So anyways. Um, it was just going against their grain of the way they comfort. build. It's going against and, their comfort. And they don't want to think more than what they are getting paid to think. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So it's like, kiss my ass and move on. And so, that's right. And go, circling back on the question, I think that it's just a, I, I did kind of build myself a bit of a niche that way. And because what I do and the sizing, people are like, okay, he gets it, he can do it, he can handle it. But you were hungry to try other things and I you learned about hungry. ICF. So I guess you're building five-star homes then, right? Energy efficient. I do, I do the best I can. Well, so if, you're using, yeah. if yeah. you're using ICF, you're, you're already talking about you yeah. know, uh, it's thermal very, break, right? It's a very airtight home. For yeah. Sure. yeah, I'd like to try it one day. I'm curious about ICF. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to give you a call. What? I'm going to bring you on to my I'm next one. Give you and a call. and sure. what drew you to that company? Like uh, my favorite is Integrospect. So what what is it about that ICF that you like? The building aspect of it, yeah. or the company of no ICF the block? the actual form. Well, I was fortunate enough where that one builder that gave me a chance. That's all he did. Okay. So when I saw everything go up, and then I compared to some houses we would just come in to do the foundation. Let's say. And then I will see the progress and see, you know, weigh the pros and cons cost-wise and everything. I'm like, uh, okay, I know where I want to stay. And don't get me wrong. Like, I did a lot of research. There was a lot, a lot of research on my part just to make sure that whatever I'm suggesting to clients is actually something that is going to be beneficial to them. Yeah. So that's... You're not making a decision on based on money. No. You're at making all. a decision on this home. Not at all. Yeah. yeah based absolutely. on the family and the clients and their home, right? So but, but typically that's what you're pushing on every one of your homes that you're building now. I or do with, you build with, to with the a, drawings? With a certain at the level that I'm dealing with, you're dealing with very educated individuals. Like they've already done the homework before you get there. They they can have trade talks with you wow. because they've done that much research. So I, I, mean, I would love that. 
No, seriously. Oh, look, look how excited he is. I would love that. Seriously, they they do so much. We're research. gonna lose Manny. He's gonna be doing <laughs> eighteen thousand square foot. It's also. like the person who's giving me the checks is actually carrying a conversation. Oh wait, hang on. That not only not only my current clients listen to this. Not, not only can they can they have a conversation, but. There's genuine interest. It's yes. not just like, yeah. oh, how is this wall going together? It's like, oh, okay, so you know, you're using this. It's amazing. It, it is amazing. So, reality is is not a pitch that I do. I just present options, and they choose ultimately because they've done a hell of a lot of research that they already know what they want to go with. They just want to make sure that the person that they're choosing can handle what they want to do. So do I take it that most of the homes that you're building are stucco? No. No? No. Okay. No. And that's a common misconception. Because it's ICF... That's uh, an ICF foundation. You're not, you're not doing the well, whole no, house the whole ICF. House. Oh, you're doing the whole house the whole ICF? House. Oh, really? The house. Oh, so wow. the, the common misconception is that because it's a foam, it's a foam uh, block... Inside and outside. Inside and outside right. that is just, let's say, for a stucco application. It's really about the webbing that I've changes yet, it, right? I've yet to do a stucco ICF home. Because huh. it's usually, um, I've done everything from brick to stone. So you just lintel it all the way around and then no, build there's, up? No, there's a special block. It's a, it's a brick ledge block that actually becomes part of the foundation. It comes So that becomes your step on well, which you put your stone and everything like that. Right. Like a bench like a bench wall in, similar, instead of an underpinning. Similar. I need to bring yeah. you guys out. I really, Love really to. need to bring yeah. you guys out. Love to. You really, yeah, really sure. should bring us out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My wife gets on me all the time because I say well, really, really yeah. a lot. Well, you know, we, really? We, I, Mike's going to want to know if there's parking there, right? Yeah, that's the last thing. I'll make sure it's in the country next Thanks, time. Thanks, buddy. Mike. I'm there. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've only met you through Manny. Yes. And now we I've seen you a few times at the at the at any home shows or anything yes. that we were at. You're always involved in new technology. Yes. I find that wherever something's going on, you're always there. <laughs> like so like that FBI work of yours is like really paying off. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a sucker for learning. I'm a sucker sucker for but That's learning. why we're here, right? We want to yeah, learn. That's yeah. just it. That's just it. It's a continual learning experience because so many things change all the time that you have to you have to do proper service to a client. And this is something you guys are all great at. To do proper service to a client, it's not just about how well you can build a house, how up to date you are with the technology that's around you. Because the reality is, is okay, if I'm just doing, let's say just bad insulation, and I'm not educating the clients to every other option that's out there, right. I'm not providing great customer no, service. you're not. So you have to have to stay on top of that stuff. Yeah. This is more for any young. These guys are already doing it. But the reality is this message is more for the young guys out there. Guys and girls out there. Don't fall into the trap of I know how to build a house. No, there's there, there's several ways to do each step of the house. Yes. Right. So yes. just don't get stuck in the one way that most people tell you to do it. Find out yourself. Well, a lot of times, Absolutely. too, it's not even the builder. It's the actual engineer that's telling you how to build it. And you have to re correct him sometimes. Oh, I love those conversations. Happens all the you time. You know, like, I'll go, to an, I'll go to an architect, and he'll tell me a material, and I'll say, I don't want to use that. I want to use this. And yeah. he's like, yeah. well, this is how I do it. And I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the guy I can work with, right? Yeah, yeah. But another story. It's a very... What happened to that guy? Uh -huh. no, I'm not working with him. <laughs> I, I've, I've taken homes where it's gone from architectural drawings into a design build because there was nothing in there that I could work with. Everything was off. So let's get back to the money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, please, Show please, me the please, money. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so 
basically, what is the trick to trying to grow your business and not be a renovator? Like me and Mike are renovators. Mike's a uh, man. He's a custom builder. You are a large custom builder and you're building for yourself now. Or are you still building for clients? Still building for clients. Okay. Yeah. How do you take that transition? What are the steps that, that you can well, first out? thing, the, 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 what I would like to say is that in life, there's never any shortcuts. I was, and again, I was very fortunate in some of the jumps that I've been able to do. If you're going from small renovations and if, if that's what you're doing, you need to put yourself in certain circles. That it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of networking that kind of needs and should happen. For any young person out there, me, like I, in the beginning when I first started, I was sending letters to every single architect in the neighborhood, to every single architect that I wanted to work with. Threatening them? No, just saying, <laughs> hey, hey uh, John, hey, Mary, you know, I really love your work. Um, I would love to work together for you, with you on a project. You get, wow. any, you get responses? Uh, no, half of the time. Actually, <laughs> no, wow. not a single time, not a single time. Not a single. Wait, did oh. they just get it and thought, uh, "Who's this Joker? What's this? Not it I works. was a, I was a nobody. He's at not the related time. to me, and he's a, not yeah. family. He's yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna give him a shot. I was a nobody, but again, I'm very rustless like that. Where it's like, if I don't have something going on, I explore every single option out there. I'm very careful not to say design, build, construction, or something like that, because I learned. I was speaking with a builder out of Calgary. I network a lot, so I meet a lot of people. So I was. Bigger than me, actually, in my opinion. And he bigger was saying, than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, what, what he was saying, he said, Will, you know, you're lucky that you didn't go design, build, renovate, or anything like that. And I said, Why? And so, well, because we do a design in house. And doing that, and this is more for any young person out there as well, we blocked ourselves from working with any other architect in the area. Because they now thought that we were a threat yeah. more than wow. we can collaborate yep. Yep, very with much. them. So I said, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because <laughs> I didn't know better. But not that I was going to go that route, but I network a lot. I, I meet other builders. I, I kind of pick their brain. And not that that's gained me any business or anything like that. You learn and pick up different things. And even just to be in the right circles to maybe meet certain people do, do clients bring the architect to you and the designer they to bring you? everybody they bring everybody to everybody. you everybody so, my, my so you got to get along with everybody in the sandbox I, and this is where the military comes in because oh, you learn wow. you, you learn tact okay on how to deal because there's a lot of egos man oh some of these rooms are full of egos no so you have no. to <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you have to one day i'll walk in with the word ego man. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be you know you, you have to keep your composure and wow you know, and learn how to get along with everybody because okay. it's their is well, it's their people is their people it's open on my network people placing things it's open on my network in the sense that because otherwise my letter never got to them and i'm actually working with an architect that i've sent letters and everything and even like the first time i got published i sent them a copy of that magazine article nothing nothing because wow. they're probably looking at it going fucker so <laughs> anyways uh because the clients bring their own people it has expanded my network that way for sure Amazing. So this is, I'll, first I'll say something and then I'm going to ask you a question. Perfect. So me and Mike are talking about trying to step it up one, one game and get into custom building ourselves. I want to, I'll just, just for, for fun, I want to call it Carlito's homes. Okay. And I want to have a pole in the middle for people to dance with. That would be my trademark for my homes. What would be your 
I'm just joking, by the way. <laughs> no, what? What, what, what are you known for? What are you known for in your homes? I was just making a little oh, joke okay. right there. <laughs> I, I was watching Mike throughout the whole explanation. Everyone was looking at me like a pole in the middle. Oh, I can guarantee you that if we do go to the next notch, there's going to be plenty of parking. He said he was going to bring it up four times. Is that four? <laughs> I think it's been a half no, a dozen but, times. But, but Will, you must be known next to next to you know the quality of the homes and and people enjoying working with you. Yeah, I'm curious. There must be something that you're known for. Okay, next to ICF and everything else like that, um, I'm a people person. It's just who I am. So I get along great. So this a client builder relationship where we become friends. Like I still call my first clients and we still chat regularly just kind of like us well friends. sure you lived there for five years you just built an 18,000 square yeah, foot but even <laughs> even on the small ones actually i uh you know following the conversation that, that we had a while back regarding that small renovation i actually went out and uh, i met with that previous client and uh, so it, it's shit. been amazing but um i i'm known to make clients fall in love with every aspect of their home and specifically, I'm talking about mechanical rooms. I love mechanical rooms. I'm the biggest nerd. When oh, it comes you to and that. Manny, look yeah, at this. Yeah. Seriously. So I, Manny loves his mechanical room too. It's Rubber a, floors, yeah, everything. You have to. You know, you have to. The way that you explain it to people is that the reality is the heart of your home. You know, the house is a You're living right. organism, and this the is brain. the part that makes it function. It, it just controls everything. I've, so, I've had clients tell me I don't give a fuck about that room. Word for word, I I wow. believe I believe you. I believe you because I've always, I've I've gotten co into conversations with clients that I said, look, I build mechanicals a certain way. If you want it differently, I don't know how to build it differently. Yeah, I just don't. Because you're thinking about this is the one room that's going to be constantly serviced. Every yeah. other room yeah. is being used, but yeah. this room is being serviced. So you need to plan this room out properly yeah, for yeah. all the all the trades that are going to be coming in here yeah. to service that room. To service and for functionality so that things aren't breaking down yeah. when yeah. you need them the most, which is where it's bound to happen. So I, I spent a lot of Sub time. Sub pumps. Yeah. Panels. So I, I spent a lot of time. You should get a peek at the one downstairs. <laughs> I, I, I spent a lot of time educating the clients on it to the point that I convert them. Because it makes sense. I, I just explain it to them say, look, there's a reason why you know, a Mercedes costs this much or why a Kia costs this much. Like you choose which one. I, I could see you selling them that because then the homeowners are going to appreciate it because then you're going to show them how to not be intimidated by this Absolutely. room. Absolutely. Because sure, for, for an average homeowner walking into that room, you're like, what the hell is you going on nothing. in here? Yeah, absolutely. But if you can show them how to just maintain this come fall, come spring, come whatever, they'll like appreciate that. And all of a sudden yep. they go, you know, Will taught us this. No matter how complicated the mechanical room if something were to fail, I can literally get on the phone and without a video, without a video, I can tell them, go to this panel. It's labeled this. Oh, wow. It's man. colored this. Wow. What is it reading? Because it's usually a gauge. Okay, it should be reading this. Adjust this or turn that. And away I go. In essence, it's selfish because I'm limiting my service time, but I'm making it feasible to them where they're not being held hostage by a service technician. I take it you're building smart homes then? Very smart home. All right. Extremely that's the next home. step. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. getting you, into do it. Do you still leave uh, something that's mechanical so that uh, when the smart, you know, fails? So I always love having that. I, I like always, having no dead ends. You there's know? always a, uh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So uh, I like to experiment. So in my home, I'm actually installing a fin, which is the Upanor fin. 
but because it is automated, I'm also creating a manual overdrive and I'm also creating a backup so that I'm not dependent on Same thing with the automation system. That doesn't void any warranty or anything like that? No. No? Because it's yeah. uh, in the event of, I have a generator, but in the event of a power failure, you need to be able to yeah, work around it. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with the, uh, let's say, with the automation. With the automation, I'm doing backups in the closets for every floor so that if, let's say, the Wi-Fi goes down where you no longer have, depending on the system that you use, there's a manual backup for it. So Holy there's shit. always there's and, always and Manny's building homes. Everything. You can't even get Wi-Fi in the house because they are because like, I am manual. No, no, <laughs> no. Because you're blocking. You're yeah. blocking those. <laughs> that was good. But that you're, was blocking really good. Those, you're blocking those. You're blocking those. from coming in. I'm denying all that. I'm still trying to figure out why that's happening. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to point the finger at the EMF paint upstairs. That's where I'm pointing. Even though it's not connected, I'm still pointing it there. You got any questions there, Mikey? Parking boy, you've been quiet. What's going on? <laughs> uh, good, man. I, I'm, I'm taking it all where, in. Where, where's the business going? Where do you see yourself oh, going? Oh, great question. Great question. Great uh, question. So where I see the business going is uh, I, I've gotten lots of offers to to go the money route, which I've turned down. And so, can I ask you what that would be? So a lot of realtors and developers and, and everything else, I've gotten offers to build subdivisions, essentially. Um, but but you um, could change subdivisions. Uh, you can't. You can't. You got stakeholders, and there's a lot of people at play. They so will, you're staying they, loyal to yourself. They will change him before yeah. he changes them. Well, they're not one, because one, he's staying loyal one, to himself. One thing I learned, one, and this is me personally, I cannot speak for anybody. There, there may be guys that are doing this the right way and, and everything else, but me personally, in the police department, it's one of those things that, you either go to a group mentality or you keep true to yourself. And if you realize that you can't change the greater force around you, then you come to a decision. You either do what you got to do to get through it or whatever those coping mechanisms may be. And for me, you know, being away from it wasn't a bad thing because there was a lot of battles that I couldn't fight that I knew that wasn't going to win. So same thing. In a subdivision scenario, when you have stakeholders and everything comes down to the penny and everything else, and again, this is me with my limited knowledge of subdivision work, but uh, I just don't choose to go that route. So therefore, there's a lot of offers that I turn down all the time. So where I see the business going is um, I know that that's not the route that I want to go. Eventually, I would like to build spec homes, but the problem with spec homes is that, and, and not a problem. You know, you get to put your footprint on it and, you know, you design it and everything else. But a lot of times clients come up to me with plans and I'm like, holy crap, this is really cool. I never thought about this. So I kind of like the fact that I'm building for clients. You don't like cookie cutters. I don't. I, I like I like complexity. The more complex a project is, the more intrigued I am by it. Yeah, so um, me too. I, I want to get to the stage where. I become even more selective of what I do. I only pick the projects that are fun, you know, fit, that fit the company, that, you know, uh, is either, you know, the five Fs, I call it. And those are? Uh, they're fortune, because they have to be financially viable. Fortune fit, they have to fit the, what the company entails. Because the reality is, and I'll give you an example. I'll stop right there. I'll give you an example. Uh, my HVAC guy, I met him at a trade show many, many years ago. And I liked what he was about. And I said, one day I'm going to work with you. I just said that to him. And from the time that I made that promise, it took a year. 
before I actually got to work with him. And that was because I made him the promise. I said, look, I want to work with you, but I want a project that suits you. I want a project that I'm going to be able to give you the freedom to do what it is that you do. Because that's one thing I learned. I learned that if you're great at something, let them go and let them let them flourish on their own because they may actually surprise you. You, you obviously liked what he had to say. I, I, I just loved his character. And again, back to like the one gift that I have is that I see potential in people. And I, I knew what he was about just from my first interaction. And I wanted to see that flourish. Fit, fortune, which is just financial. Uh, fame, you know, if you're not going to get anything else, you might as well get some publicity out of it. Because I'm not all, him. I don't give a fuck about the fame. <laughs> uh, so fame, hold on, I love fame. because I always forget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I thought you meant the, the, the show. The movie? The movie? <laughs> I, got, I still got leg warmers. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, the other one is future, which is something. Oh, my favorite. Which is something that's never been done before. So I'm a big believer in just trying new pushing. things and pushing. So, um, and just to recap again, just to make sure I didn't miss one is f- and so fit, fit for- fortune, fame, fun, future, 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 yeah. future, future. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Those are, those are good. Pretty cool. So no, they're, they're they're normally, normally speaking, you want to hit at least at the very least two of those offs. It's the way that well, I'm, I'm going after all five. Well, wow. with, with Mike, I got almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the fun. Yeah. This guy is fun, 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 fun. Yeah. And then I got future, future, future. <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. But I just want to. And now I'm looking for fame, fame, fame. <laughs> but with the fame, with the fame is funny because the reality is I could care less about it. What, what ends up happening is that it becomes uh, assurance and it becomes um, a badge that the guys cannot wear. It's like, okay, guys, you yeah. know, you guys did, did an amazing job, and now you're being recognized for it. And here it is. Yeah. Like, all the awards, I usually just give them to the homeowners. I, I usually put them do you on. really? I do. I, I have here no need go. for it. Pin the tail on one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to build a shelf for anything. I'm no, like, you know what? You guys probably that. don't know this, but at home, I give Mike uh, stickers, uh, scratch and sniff stickers. He puts them on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> They're like badges. <laughs> Last week, he got a banana. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't smell like a banana. Huh? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so uh, I really, uh, another question is, what would you change in this industry? What, what bothers you? What would you, or what would you rather, what would you like to see changed parking downtown parking <laughs> yeah we, good we, one man i don't even have to ask mike i already know that one <laughs> I'm trying to think because there are several things obviously uh you know it's interesting so a few days ago i interviewed some female contractors nice and um you know learned a lot i learned a lot so some of the things that i would like to change within the community is the equality and i met this one contractor to me amazing i couldn't even believe it in his crew not only does he have females but he has gays it was to me in my eyes it was the most diverse company i've ever seen ever or heard of and i said how is that even possible how do you get how did he every, find all these people i don't the area the area that he works okay in. i got you yeah so uh, but he's not hiring for that specific reason he's, not he's hiring, hiring for, for good skilled trades skilled trades yeah and uh, because of the environment they're seeking him out that's the unfortunate thing about our industry is that it is very old school in that mentality. Yeah. 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 That's changing though. And that's why we're here now not, too. Not so, quick I think, so I think, you know, I, in essence, so what I'm saying by this, the one thing that I would like to change is the old school mentality because you see it at every level along so the way. So true. Huh? Well, some things, some things yeah. there, there's something that I appreciate in the old school and that's coming to work early 
instead of late, putting everything into it. But um, that's ethics. That's that's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And yes, you know, you see it more in the old school person. But the reality is, is that you see that in anyone that gives a damn about like I did the same thing. And it's not that I was old school or anything like that. It's that I cared. It's that I really wanted it. I, I, I think there's a fine line between what old school is and what is not. And I think that that's more, you're right, you know, like you see it more in construction. You see it 100% more in the old school type person. Out of all the industries out there, you see it probably the most in construction. For sure. For so sure. Yeah. so would you say that you have a fun job site or do you, do you find yourself a, a strict... Uh, Militant... Uh, I, you know what, I, I'm a different kind of fun. Like, uh, I see Manny and I see you guys. You guys <laughs> definitely are, are a little bit more. No, no, no. I'm curious about where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are definitely you got more. got me too. More, more, <laughs> you guys are definitely more extroverts in the, when you label fun. That's not in me. I, I'm a serious guy. For the most I part. I always have fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, by, by nature, I'm very serious. The reason why, you know, in the military, they used to say, I see no spit flying and no veins popping. You know, that was the, that was the sign of intensity. And those were two things that came very naturally to me. <laughs> I have a vein that literally pops in the middle of my forehead. And, you know, I the spit flying so, all the so time. So note that <laughs> anyone that works for you to watch for the vein. <laughs> but, you know, I, I run a pretty... I, I like to think that I run a pretty... A tight ship in terms of um, responsibility and everything else like that but what I do is that I try to find the balance to make sure that whether it's at some point throughout the day or even at the end of the day to spend time with the guys say hey what did you learn today if it's a new guy said look I don't care if you're sweeping what did you learn today because if you didn't I'm going to teach you something so do you have employees no I used to uh, currently I don't and that's only because I'm actually looking for my my next project manager that's all I need, in my opinion. That's what works for me. But I try not to have employees. I, I, I've been through the stage where I had 10. And it, it was just... I haven't even gone into that stage. I don't want to get into that stage. By you guys doing this, this podcast as well, you're also gaining legitimacy. And not to say that you were not legitimate before, but it's like, here's a subject expert in construction. Here's somebody that's really pushing the bounds into bettering the industry and doing this for the industry and now you're respected at a whole other level where before it may just be for your craftsmanship or you know for your just say attitude. It, our jokes yeah. <laughs> well no no no. <laughs> no but, but now <laughs> now you're respected at a different level it's mm-hmm. like here's somebody that's really trying to elevate where they are and where the industry as a whole you're is. totally right about that i'm finding that um Every time I, like I speak to you today, I've learned a whole bunch. Every time I meet someone or we talk about a product, I'm learning now. Right, right. Well, I never had that opportunity before because yeah. I was too busy. Yeah, absolutely. I, or I made the excuses of being too busy not to learn. Agreed. And, and the Agreed. point is, is to give yourself that time and learn. Yes. Yes. Do you agree, Mike? Yes. He just cares about parking. <laughs> if I could get him something for his birthday, it's going to be a parking spot. Today, today, it was only today. Today was horrible, man. It was horrible. Fuck. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap. No, we got to. That quick? You just went right into it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being with us. Joining the construction life and sharing your story. It was a pleasure and an honor being here with you guys. We really appreciate it. You're amazing, buddy. And you know what, dude? 
lot You're of going, insight. You're going, going, go now. <laughs> no, it's not done. It's Dio, not done. Baby. <laughs> you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Next week, next week, we are doing Reno Actors. Oh. Straight from T.O., baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reno Actors. Reno Actors. Okay. Whoa. Fire. And the, wait lawyer, a second. the lawyers wait, have been called. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Is that a cricket? 